Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody episode number 38 the message board geniuses podcast this is who's i've got casey joy and mbg we had to miss last week due to some technical issues on my end namely our alarm went off for three hours straight and these three had to hear me complain about it all night so i couldn't record we're back this week we're less than two weeks from the start of college football season with that in mind we thought we'd kick things off by going around and having each of us give our hottest take for the upcoming season Casey, you want to kick it off? This is going to make no sense to the people that have listened to me for the last, I don't know, 37 <laughs> weeks, but, and, and it's, and I'm jumping on board. Like this bothers me a lot, but this is my hottest take is that Florida state will make it the playoff at 12 and one. I think they lose to Clemson in the regular season or LSU in the regular season, one of the two, and then they roll on. I just really like Jordan Travis and, Oh, I hate, I hate saying it, but I that's my hottest take. I don't believe it, but I, that that is what it is. You're already you're already trying to backtrack out of it. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much, but I, like, especially because I've been ripping it all off season about how they're the media darling. They, you know, they open up with LSU, then they could be two and two. I've been saying that like ad nauseum. I think and, you said that last week, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not looking for internal consistency with this podcast. <laughs> no, I forget what I say from minute to minute. Who's all right? Well, keep that top of mind when it comes around to me, Casey. All okay. right, Joy. Joy, what do you have? My hottest take is that me and Casey are not friends anymore. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, kind of. This is all because I told Casey that his original hot take was hot garbage and no one wanted it. And now he's just coming, coming from my throat. My hot take is that Joe Milton's not that good and Tennessee is not going to be that impressive. And I stand by that. I have never seen him be consistent. And until he is, I am not rolling with the bowls at all. So that's my hot take. But he can throw it 90 yards. I don't give a crap if there's not a receiver there to catch it. In his also, underwear. Yeah, I also don't believe that, by the way. I, I is there film of him throwing at 90 yards? Because that just seems. I think there's film of him throwing like 50 yards on his knees. Yeah, well, Kyle Bowler could do that, and that guy sucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the random players that come out every week. Yeah, well, Kyle I remember Bowler. the Ravens drafted him in the first round, and I remember the big story here was he threw it through the goalpost from his knees from the 50-yard line. And I remember thinking, God, like that that's – can't be part of why we drafted him but if the goalposts were only a receiver right <laughs> <laughs> all right mbg all right here's mine your 2023 uh heisman recipient will be quinn yours from texas that is a hot hot take <sighs> Oh, he's, he's, been on that. he's a bandwagon, Texas. And <laughs> I 
I mean, hey, my lord. Man, I'm telling you, Texas Did you Texas sign an is, NIL deal or something? <laughs> their receiving core is going to be outstanding. Their offensive line is great. And Sarkeesian growing the offense. I'm telling you, Quinn Ewers, Heisman Trophy winner. I like it, though. That's, that's a hot, hot take. Yeah, it's so, hot. Yeah, man. It's not medium. It's hot. What you know, relatedly, I I saw was there a post that you posted, or I don't know if I saw this randomly, where there are Texas fans already talking about Arch <laughs> transferring out, which is just wild. Really? Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna make up for Casey's grave mistake here. Everyone's dancing on the ACC's grave right now. Big Twelve fans are way out over their skis, talking about how the ACC is terrible at football. I think Clemson's going back to the playoff this year. I think for two reasons. One, I think they, I think they're upgrading a quarterback. I, I just, I like DJU, but I just, I think he had limitations. I think they're going to be better, and I think the Garrett Riley as the OC is going to pay dividends. So this could be the. I know Clemson has one foot out the door from what I've been hearing on the streets, but I think they're going to make it back there this year. So Casey, you've got me now. <laughs> On record as a Clemson nice. guy. This is what you nice. brought. Me to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gabe Klubnik looks huge on film right now, so uh, it's it's been looking good. We'll see. I'm not buying in quite yet. You're just protecting yourself. <laughs> Casey, if you don't stop it right now. <laughs> Casey's doing the chop. So, <laughs> All right, so next up we've got our mailbag question, and this week's question comes to us from friend of the podcast, at FakeYO Sports, who asks, What's the craziest thing you've witnessed at a college sporting event? Kind of saw this one at the last minute. I like this question. So, Casey, did you come up with something good? I don't know if it's good or not. It was one of the freakiest, weirdest, scariest things I've ever dealt with, and it was probably at one of the worst college football games ever in existence, the 2012 Orange Bowl between Clemson and West Virginia. We were sitting there tailgating in Miami Gardens, Florida, just having a good old time. A bunch of friends flew into town. First first BCS game for, for Clemson and ever. And so we were all excited. I drove in from Tampa. I had friends with, from Tampa and Florida and, and Philly. I had friends from all over the place. And we're having a good old time. And we look across the parking lot and we see a bunch of other Clemson fans. And they were cool. They were rowdy. They were having fun playing all sorts of games. And all of a sudden, we're not sure what happened. But the table gets flipped up. All Clemson fans. There was no West Virginia fans there. One Clemson fan grabs the other Clemson fan, puts him in a rear naked choke, and dude goes out. Like, out. They leave him on the ground and walk into the game. And we're sitting there with our mouths agape, like, what do you do? Fast forward five minutes, he kind of woke up, stood up, walked into the game. The crazy part wasn't even that. After the game, they came out, and we're like eyeing them, you know, side eye. And they're hugging it out. They're they're best buds. But I'm sorry. (laughs) If somebody choked me out, we'd probably have i'd probably call one of you two yeah someone you know? cuts off the oxygen to your brain usually it takes a while and to make left that them. Back up. yeah <laughs> and the funniest part to me was they had clemson swimming jackets on <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right joy what do you got um, mine is without a doubt the 2016 LSU baseball game that the rally possum showed up at. So if you're not familiar in 2016, LSU baseball was playing Arkansas and they were down nine, four, and then a possum ran onto the outfield. The Arkansas baseball players tried to like corner it and they couldn't. So the LSU 
grounds guys came out and got it. And the game ended up going to 10 innings and LSU ended up winning 10 to nine. And we all credit the possum for that. And even to this day, if LSU baseball is down, we're always like, where's the rally possum at? It's just become a thing. So to be in a game that was that insane and that crazy, and it was just so LSU on brand for LSU to have a possum in their outfield. That's um, good eating it's down still there in the one of, I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the grounds crew got it and then cooked it, but still just one of my all-time favorite memories. Which fan base or, or stadium was it recently where the guy just picked up, casually picked up the raccoon by the scruff of its neck in the stands? Yeah, Do you remember this? Like Arkansas or something? I think it was Arkansas. It was yeah. Arkansas. There was like a raccoon and running around the bleat, and the guy just literally reaches down. He maybe even had a beer in his hand, just reaches down and just picks the raccoon up and carries it out of the stadium like this. Yep, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it was definitely Arkansas. Yeah, you guys really might be built different in the SEC. I'm starting to think. You know, maybe, just maybe Confirmed you can Arkansas. join one of these days. <laughs> if only there was an application. <laughs> Casey, shh, I wasn't going to give it away yet. It's a teaser. All right, MVG. Now, this can't be when you hit Trent Dilfer with a spitball. So it's not, only because I've already used that story. <laughs> this actually happened at a Utah State basketball game when I was a kid. Utah State used to be in the Big West with UNLV back when uh, UNLV was um, good. In fact, I think it was the year UNLV won the national championship. So maybe 1990. They had mm-hmm. Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Moses Scurry, all those guys. And then. Utah State and UNLV had a pretty big rivalry, albeit fairly one-sided. So I went to the game with my parents, and at halftime, after halftime, UNLV, Tarkanian, everybody comes out. They sit on their bench, and they're just about to start the second half. And underneath their bench was a little vent. Uh, I don't know what kind of a vent, but like an air vent of some sort. And right as soon as they're about to start, all of a sudden, blue water goes everywhere all over the UNLV bench everywhere they had to stop the game take them back in they had to change clothes clean up the floor well apparently some Utah State students this was before the internet days bluetooth days all that they somehow had rigged a water bomb underneath the vent (laughs) underneath the bench and then they detonated it right as Tarkanian and the team went and sat on the bench and so Obviously, the crowd got a technical, and I'm fairly sure Utah State lost that game by one point, um, and perhaps the technical cost them the game. But that was 1990, so it was the year UNLV would have won the national championship. So that was the craziest thing that I've ever seen in person at a stadium. Yeah, a bomb might win. I mean, that's (laughs) you got to be pretty confident in your engineering if you're detonating something underneath uh, a basketball team. Yep, it was wild. And then the next time they played each other, they got in a huge fist fight, and I think Utah State's coach got punched in the face by Moses Scurry. Uh, I, I suppose some sort of a repayment for the water ball. I feel like MBG, we could do a whole podcast with MBG just telling stories from games that he's been to because he's just, he's just kind of come out. When he said basketball, I thought we were going to get the when he ran after the referees again. But (laughs) once he turned to the kids, I I knew where he was going. They lost 84 82 to that UNLV team in 1990. You can see that if you Google water bomb, there's a video of it on YouTube somewhere. You can see it. It's funny stuff. 
Right, so I'm going to take you guys back to uh, 1988. Joy, this is before you were born. I was going to say, so I was negative six. Yeah. So this is my, my second year in college. Final game of the season, UVA is hosting Maryland. So this is a big rivalry game back when Maryland was in the ACC. And they, I think they had beaten us like 15 straight or some ridiculous number. So there's a halftime skit. There was like a playful fight between the Terrapin mascot and our mascot that somehow turned into a real fight. And the Cavalier mascot basically like suplexed the par- the Terrapin mascot. <laughs> it turns out broke his arm in three places. They had to bring an ambulance onto the field and load the guy into the back of the ambulance. <laughs> But they did. did he take his his face off? <laughs> they didn't take his costume off, so his feet were sticking out the back of the air on the way off the field. Oh, <laughs> it was just, uh, I mean, yeah. hilarious. And I remember was just thinking as I was reading up for this, like I don't know what's more embarrassing: getting carted off the field in a mascot costume or getting your ass kicked by a mascot that a newspaper story from 1988 described as said the Virginia Cavalier was adorned with a long orange and blue tunic topped with a plumed hat. So so apparently he was still a badass despite that uniform. (laughs) That's, that's funny. And we won the game. Forgot about that. We won the game 24, 23. Those mascots are part of the cheerleading squad normally so they're probably they probably are badasses underneath that costume apparently so yeah i just i my friends and i still laugh about just seeing the the costume feet out the back of the ambulance (laughs) (laughs) all right so that brings us to our next segment genius of the week as always each of us is going to nominate a player coach team conference someone who did something dumb in the last week or two we'll put it to a twitter vote and see who wins for our last vote, Joy's nominee of the Pac-12 won in a landslide. Seventy-nine percent of the vote. Casey's that was because nominee. of stuff. Oh, that was because of things that happened after she nominated them. She it was a great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know your I, team is still better. I was a close second, so I should get the win. Well, you were actually a distant third, but we'll. <laughs> so, was that with your Namibian? Nib- I can't even say the word yeah. Namibian uh, athlete. That's right. You're forgetting about Gary. Gary got 16%. And then MBG Khadijo Aden Dahir got 3%. And poor Robert Schneider came in last with 2%. So Wait, what was my percentage? How much? 79. I think it's the biggest blowout we've had so far. Wow. Solid. So I'm still in the lead with 11 wins. Joy has six. Casey has five. MBG is still... Sitting on zero. I don't know why. It still makes me laugh every week. Um, you're now 0-22. Uh, here's a reference for you. Duke football lost 22 in a row between 2005 and 2007. Just had to bring up Duke, didn't you? Yeah, that's not a record or anything. Not even close to it. But it's just an opportunity to slander Duke. So, <laughs> I think South Carolina had an 0-22 as well. We could have discussed. Well, I'll have to look it up. We might be able to use it the next it might be. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's 23 and we can use it next week. I hope it is. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Casey, who do you have this week? This week I'm going outside of the college football world and I'm going with Wander Franco. Wander Franco is a absolute sensation in Major League Baseball. 
likes him a little young. And I believe that who's told me before he, he gave me this little nugget that they just had wandered Franco Knight at the Tropic at Tropicana Field there in St. Petersburg for children under 14 would get a prize. I think Wander might have taken that seriously. Anyway, Wander Franco is my genius of the week. That feels illegal. He may have played his last game in the Major League Baseball. They just signed him to a giant contract, too. All-star game. Yeah, he's he's legit. But his girlfriends might not be. They're legitimately alive. I meant legal. I meant legal. I was going to say, they're legitimately alive. That's true. Oh boy! All right, me Joy, missing up on words. Who knew? After demolishing the field last week, Joy, who do you have this week? I am going with the family from the blind side, the Tuies. It came out today. Michael Orr petitioned a Tennessee court to say that most of their story was a big fat lie, and they really just used it to get rich, which they're Ole Miss donors, so I'm not that shocked. But uh, Michael Orr said that the family, um, they've, won- they've gained at minimum $300 million off of the film. And oh, Michael-, wow. Michael Orr did not get a penny. So, yeah, I'm just, that's just so on brand for an Ole Miss booster and an Ole Miss family. They're just really hitting the nail on the head there and really living up to the brand. So I have to go with the two East this week. So my, my friend... Great day, Tarheel on Twitter responded to the ESPN story by saying, "How could you, Tim McGraw and Sandra Bullock?" And someone <laughs> literally, it, first of all, I got almost two thousand likes so far. But then someone responded to him and said, "No, no, no, Sandra Bullock's just the actress. That's not really." It's <laughs> <laughs> even better when you when you put a little tone into it too. You know? Man. All right, MBG. All right. Which, well, I, which I, continent I, tonight? Do you want to preface it with that? or? Well, this place is definitely seems like a different continent, but it's not. <laughs> I, I made a last-minute change, um, and I can't decide who to name as the genius of the week, but I, I, guess, I guess I will say the genius of the week is Big Honey 69. Hard to believe that somebody with the name 69 in their handle um, would be a genius, but Big Honey 69. Big Honey 69 is an Oklahoma fan, go figure. And, you know, they had this big recruit, really the number one recruit in the nation, that Williams Nwaneri. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. But Oklahoma was sure that they were going to land him. He had limited his schools down to three or four schools and Oklahoma was one of them. But Oklahoma fans were absolutely convinced that he was going to go to Oklahoma. He lives in Missouri. Missouri was one of his final schools. And four days ago, before he had picked his school, Big Honey 69 posted this. He says, just talk to a little birdie. And I quote, he said this, and we are landing Nwaneri. Book it. Bet your balls and dick on it. <laughs> All righty. I was not. I was not anticipating that. I was, I, was not I, was, I was doodling, waiting for the. That didn't come up in the pre-show prep. That was all. Yeah, no, it didn't. It did not, I told you it was the last minute. MBG said, "I'm trying to win, and I'm going at all costs. And if I go down, I'm going down swinging. So, so swinging something. With me. 
he's so he was obviously he had some certainty that Mr. Nguyenary was going to pick Oklahoma, but guess what happened today? Who did he pick? Mr. Nguyenary chose Missouri. No, oh, that's really bad. You know, the Oklahoma fans are crying. Oh no, they Missouri they, over Oklahoma. Oh, they took it in stride. I mean, they were really, <laughs> they were really level-headed about it and very calm about it. Um, and just took camped it all out stride. outside the kid's that's house. Exactly 100%. like you would expect. Yeah, exactly. Didn't as you, you have to post something? Even say, I assume that post you have was directed at Oklahoma fans, where you said, "Hey, keep in mind, this is all just in good fun." Is that directed at them, or is that just a general I, statement? Well, it was at well, it was partly directed at Oklahoma fans, but I had, and then I had a Michigan State fan come at me today too to say that I always pick on Michigan State, and I picked on Michigan State more than anybody. So I said, I was "What? Like, Maybe just check out my timeline because Oklahoma fans are telling me that I only pick on Oklahoma fans." So it was a combination of the two. Okay, but right. but there were like there were like three or four Oklahoma fans that really came after me, and so I searched their name and my name, and anytime I had posted a USC meltdown post, they were all over it, loving every second of it. But now, as soon as I had posted the Oklahoma stuff, they they were upset at me as though it was my fault that their fans were saying ridiculous things about a kid. Right. Uh, so, pretty, the week. Yeah, well, I mean, if if Big Honey sixty nine can't pull it off for me, then I don't. <laughs> A dick and ballless big honey 69, by the way. So Casey's going to be real disappointed if who's can't use an 0 and 23 in yeah, Florida, South Carolina. <laughs> All right. So for Genius of the Week, to me, the two most important things are something timely and something funny. And this one isn't really either, but it pissed me off. So I'm sticking with it anyway. It's from it's from last week. My Genius of the Week, the Baltimore Orioles, my favorite baseball team, Probably got 43, 44 years. No, yeah, 44 years. Uh, last week it came out that John Angelos had suspended Kevin Brown, the Orioles play-by-play guy, and definitely I think everybody assumed that he you know, used a racial slur or showed up to work drunk or did something. And nope. He basically pointed out that the Orioles have won more games against the Tampa uh, Rays this year than the last two years combined. For context – over the last five years coming into this season, the Orioles were 261 and 447, which is a winning percentage of under 37%. This year, they've got one of the best records in major leagues. Clearly, the point he was making was, well, they're playing better this year, right? But that gets them suspended. And, you know, because the Angelos family sucks for the last week, the only thing anyone's talking about with the Orioles is not this magical season they're having, but that the team screwed over its play-by-play guy. So... For ruining this season for me, they are my geniuses or genius of the week. I will say the only bright spot is that in the first game after the news came out, there was a very, very loud free Kevin Brown chant at Camden Yards, which was really cool. So nice. Like I said, not funny, but the Angelos family just infuriates me. So well, we well deserved. <laughs> I'm sure this will get back to them. Mm-hmm. It'll teach them. <laughs> Keep them in line. All right. So before we move on to our next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a couple of cross promotions with other podcasts this week. The first is with the Sickos Committee podcast. They had a new show drop last week. 
which is great as always. The show included some classic Sickos content, including the 1958 Buffalo Bulls, getting Cal, Stanford, and SMU to the ace to the ACC, Jimbo needing to shut up. Amen. <laughs> Whether you could combine a fall wedding and funeral, the Spanish version of Barbie Girl, and much more. Hmm. We're also doing a cross-promotion with the Slander You podcast. On their most recent show, they were joined by Reese Hendricks to discuss Oklahoma and the Big 12. But in their words, it turned into a Texas versus Oklahoma mid-off. It so, did, too. <laughs> so we love both those shows, so check them out. All right, folks, we have a special treat for you today. <laughs> <laughs> He's already throwing me off my game. Uh, now that we're getting closer to the season, we're going to start inviting some college football personalities on the podcast from time to time to help spice things up a bit. This week's guest works for Saturday Down South. He's the co-host of Saturday Football Uncensored, one of my favorite podcasts. He's a great follow on Twitter, where you can find him at Vern Bunquist. Welcome to the show, Chris Marler. Who's not, not your best, so I would like you to take it from the top. <laughs> And try it again. So it's, I mean, like that was it was choppy. I just think you could do, feel like you could do. You know what I mean? That was that was this very smooth. said me, or I feel like you could do better. You know what I mean? So I just would like you to start fresh. This, this podcast is not about your best. This is about <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah, we're swimming in mediocrity. That's kind of my strong suit. So it's, I'm, I'm good with that. It's good. You're right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we, we've never had a guest on, and mm-hmm. we've been trying to figure out the best way to do it. A lot of the stuff that we yeah, talk I mean, about on the podcast, we, out. Talk, fun. Kind of, <laughs> we kind of go around the horn and, and you know go one by one through things. So we thought we'd do that with you. We'd each go around and just shoot you one question and let you cook. Does that work for you? Okay. <laughs> no pressure. All right, so Casey, you want to lead it off? Yeah, warm Chris. Warm up, uh, Casey. Truth be told, I'm a Clemson guy, Clemson alum, so I'm just going to le- give you a softball just to get it started again. Don't, first time don't having a guest on. So is Saban washed? <laughs> if you think I'm going to sit here and listen to some fan <laughs> from a team that has Joel Olstein sprinting down a pair of pleated doctors at the start of every game, touch <laughs> to me, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. Yeah, you just Georgia Tech 14 to 8 two years ago, like a little league world series score, and you're gonna talk to me right now. It was just a question. It was just a softball question. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something great about you, Chair Jones. It was not a good question for one and two. Um am I still salty about going all the way out to wherever north that was the worst trip I've ever taken in my life. Ever. Santa Clara. Uh, but you know he's not washed. I think I think he's fine. I do you don't too. start you don't want us to take your coach. What's gonna happen to you guys? You gonna go back to going eight and eight and four every year? Chad awful. Morris is coming back. No, I don't I don't think he's washed. I think that they're gonna be really good this year. Really good this year. I kind of think Clemson's gonna be really good this year, but I'm not gonna say that now because you're kind of a dickhead about it. So I'll cut it. I'll cut <laughs> it. <Next>. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> All right, we're off to a good start. This is going to help yeah. us get some really good guests on the show here. <laughs> All right, Joy. I'm just setting the bar as low as possible for you guys. Like, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I we think I'm scared you. now. I don't know if I want to ask a question. I prefer you don't, Joy. All right, who's you're up. Um, no, I'm pretty on brand, honestly. <laughs> pretty on brand. 
Okay, legitimately, what is your hottest take going into this football season? This football season. Yeah, this upcoming one. Um, so I don't think that Texas beating Bama is a hot take anymore. I'm trying to think. Hottest take. That's enough celebration. I didn't know. I, mean, I don't know why. I should have said <laughs> that. I'm I on board. Um, I, so I think that the Pac-12, I, I, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think the Pac-12 is the second best conference top to bottom in the country. But I don't think that they have anyone make the playoff. That's fine. We can, we can talk about it with numbers and statistics, Joy. You can make that face when we back up with stats. But what I'm saying is they had five teams that won 10 games last year. I don't think any other, other conference had that. But I don't think – I think they cannibalize themselves, and so I don't think anyone makes it to the playoff. Which is We're stat-free here, Chris. <laughs> okay. You yeah, no, like sta- no stats. Um, the stat we're about to hit is how many bleeps we have in a podcast. <laughs> Are we saying, oh, yeah, we're doing the bleep thing. I forgot. My bad. My bad. My oh, bad. no, you're good. Oh, I you're can't good. wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, Casey's the one producing it. He deserves it. Yeah, he loves those. He loves that bleep button. <laughs> right on. All right. Down. So, Marler, mine's more of a, a setup for you than a question. So, um, I know well, you were. Casey thought his was a setup, too, and look how that worked out. <laughs> I know, I know you were at SEC Media Days. The word on the street is you had a memorable exchange with Kirby Smart. Uh, you heard you wanna, what I said. You, you want to you tell us about that? Okay, so it. here's the thing. He heard what I said, and I will, I will go to my grave believing that. But, yeah, I, um, I just think, <laughs> listen, Georgia fans, they're like the opposite. Like, so Georgia fans in general, like on Twitter, it's like North Korea. If North Korea had Twitter, that would be Georgia fans. <laughs> because, like – if you say nice things about them, you're like, oh, yes, absolutely. This is a good point. We love you. We accept you. Fantastic. If you don't, they're like, you're the person on the face of the earth, and we hope like you die in a fire. Like, they are the worst fans. That being said, last year when they had this whole thing about everyone thought we were going 7-5, literally no one thought we were going 7-5. You just won a national championship. You returned a ton of talent, even though you lost one to the NFL. Like, no one said that. And it, I'll tell you what, it kind of worries me about like the, the actual intelligence of some of these players if Kirby Smart was able to actually convince them that people said that. Because Google is free, guys. It's very simple. Like I, No one said that ever. Casey is like astonished. Google it. Are you paying for Google? <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop that, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think that uh, what I asked him was, I said, I, I had a legit question, and it was a good question. It was also the most long-winded question in the history of the world. And then I was like, and by the way, and I tried to make a joke, and the fun thing about Kirby Smart is, unless he's like wants to be on the joke, he, he he's not going to really entertain the joke, and he didn't. And it was it was very awkward, but it's fine. Why'd you even bring that up? I I thought it was hilarious. So I don't know. I don't I know if they know what. Me. I don't know if they know what the joke was because I thought it oh, was. Okay, awesome. well then I should have probably reference that. I I asked him a question. I said like, listen, you've had more first round draft picks than anybody in the modern cultural era. Back to back Natty, someone recruiting class. What where do you think you can improve as a head coach? And by the way, and I pointed to the guy next to me who was from Scotland, which I don't even know if he was at the right place. But I was like, <laughs> this guy said you're going seven and five. Just so you know, you're welcome. <laughs> And Kirby was like, huh? He said, what? And I was like, I didn't hear what he said. It sounded like it was funny. And like, in seconds, it became like, like everyone was like, oh, Marler on Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> see, that was the best part. I think Georgia fans were happy to see me fail. That's all that. that. That was my favorite part was you didn't know the guy beside you, right? You just like pointed at a random dude beside you and said, sure. this guy said you're going to seven and five. 
we're friends now. I've actually, like, <laughs> I've been, all the money I've been siphoning off of Casey's paying for, for Google, I've been sending him half of it. So it's been good. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. There's some guy, it was an Auburn guy who got so furious at you for asking that question. Like, like he just, he lost his mind because you were wasting time at media day. So. Right. And then, and then like that guy called Joe Milton, like Chad Milton or something like, like two days later. <laughs> and, and like, and, and like, if we're, if we're also being honest, like, an Auburn fan or media member getting mad about me asking a question to a Georgia coach that had nothing to do with your program that has back-to-back losing seasons and hired Brian Harson, tried to fire Brian Harson, then got behind Brian Harson, and now hired Hugh Freeze as your savior. Yeah, exactly, Casey. You get it. Like <laughs> that is like the most little brother mentality ever. And if you if you keep up with Auburn media, there's a lot of dudes in Auburn media that I that I like. There's one. But like, there's <laughs> either way. I love Justin Hokinson. That's great. But like, that like it wasn't like any of like at the press conference for Hugh being introduced. Like, hey, let me ask you a challenging question. Like that is the most good old boys, like Baptist church bullshit imaginable from from Auburn Auburn football media. And I, I just I have some feelings on it, obviously. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MBG. Do you have, you have a question for Marler? Well, of course, this is <laughs> this is a a message board geniuses podcast, so we have to talk about yeah. message boards, of course. Right. So, I'm curious as what your experience is on message boards. How many do you post on? Oh, I haven't posted since probably 2010. That's, I had a bad. I had a. That's bad what month. everybody says. What what got you off the message boards? This is awful. Um, <laughs> this is really bad. So. That's a tie. I, I don't think I've ever told the story out loud. Um, That's shocking. I was trying to send a dick pic to to Dabo, and um, <laughs> no, boy, it was a joke. It was a, so I, I had a friend. Okay, so I, I had at the time. I still have a relationship with my dad. We'll unpack that later. Um, where I was like, he was starting this website and he wanted me to like, if there's any inside info you got from like the message boards, this is the 2010 year. So like Bama fans were consumed with hate. I'm a Bama fan uh, for anybody that doesn't know, but like I just consumed with hate because the Cam Newton thing and blah, blah, blah. And I had a friend of mine who was a Bama bell and it was when they were like recruiting Jadavian Clowney and all that kind of stuff. And so she was like giving me all this info and he's like, post it posted the message board and then like then like post the link to the website i'm like yeah dad i'll do anything for your approval so i did <laughs> and then they they like on monday i got a phone call from her and she's like did you post every single bit of information that i gave you from this weekend and i was like no <laughs> and she was like who is c marler 6969 69 on Bama online and i was like that's me. And she's like, no shit at you. She's like, I just got fired from my job as like oh. a family bit, like, which is like $8 an hour. Her dad was also like the leading salesman at Geico for like six years. She's doing fine. Anyway. <laughs> but like, it was, it was like a very poor judgment. And I got, I felt, I've always felt bad about that. That yeah, I've been off the, been off the boards ever since brother. <laughs> well, see, my other question was going to be, what's the wildest thing you've ever seen on the message board? But I think you answered both questions. <laughs> my own dick pic, yeah. <laughs> Already. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we we might as well just just move on because <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you you no, did it's... read the text I sent you before the show, right? That's what, what did it say? Probably not. <laughs> was I allowed to say something? No, I'm totally no you're kidding. good. Totally okay. kidding. Perfect. How am because... I doing, guys? Oh, you know, man, you're doing awesome. great. You think my dad's listening? <laughs> I'll tag him in this. Okay. You can't make too many jokes or cool. <laughs> in case he won't be able to breathe. That's true. <laughs> It's a it's a running thing. I think that every week now I go into absolute hysterics. When who's yeah. doesn't? Yeah, it's it happens usually every show. Love so, it. so I always try. I've been trying to figure out these guys's um, handles on the message boards, um, so I could try to post their yeah tweet out their posts. Um, I haven't found many from Who's or Casey, but I found Joy's. She has a couple different handles on Tiger Land. <laughs> Wait, who's your team? She's an LSU fan. I went to LSU. So I didn't ask where you went. I said, who's your team? Don't start this (laughs) Did you not go to Alabama? Of course I didn't go to Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. That's up. So I I found this post that Joy made. Her Mm -hmm. one of her usernames on Tiger Rand is Roscoe Jello Shot. Um, Yeah. Checks out. I think last week there was a fight at practice, and Roscoe Jello Shot was kind of upset about it. So, he, oh, this is good. I saw this. Yeah, Joy. This was Joy that posted this. You might not have known that at the time. Yeah, but it was. I took a so, break from my poetry about Paul Skeen. That's right. You do poetry. Yeah, she, yeah. She's posted okay. a poem or two on Tiger Rant. Um, I'm sure. You know what? With that audience, I'm sure it's right up. That's that kind of culture is exactly the audience you want to. <laughs> Want to create and curate for your you yeah. drunk off bourbon and corn dog. <laughs> All right. So here's what Roscoe had to say or joy um, said attitude reflects leadership. Not happy at all today. Really struggling at work. When I think about our boys out there fighting at practice, we are one team, one heartbeat. How are we supposed to have one heartbeat while we're fighting one another to the LSU coaches that get on this board? You have got to bring the team together. It's a must. Live together, die alone. Lost quote. I was having a, a little issues with some kids on my team, very familiar. They were playing the, compa- the comparison game and getting chippy at practice, as nine, ten-year-olds will do. I sat them down, showed them remember the Titans, and let them have some ice cream, change the course of our season. Going to get back to work, and hopefully we get our heads on straight. So, Please. Joy must... Joy spent all day at her on her shift at the corn dog factory worrying about the fight of practice. Well, I have a question yeah. first, and it might it might lead to some some Marler mystique here. It it what kind of ice cream? If it was kids, there's some sort of sprinkles. Kids don't know flavored ice cream. It's like it's three things. It's like like the the craziest they're gonna get is is chocolate vanilla swirl. It's true. I have a five-year-old in the house here. He he only eats vanilla with rainbow sprinkles. So you're like spot on. Yeah, I know. I'm great with kids. I'm just not to be around them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> here's the thing. I I have I don't know if the question's to me, but I have a lot of feelings on Remember the Titans and this comment. Do you know Casey was in Remember the Titans? That's a were, true story. Were you really? The true story. Were you Gary Bertier? I was I not. I was see on, that. It's what they call. <laughs> cutting room floor but i was definitely an extra at paulding county high school 
in Paul oh. County, Georgia, where they filmed okay. it. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Uh, well, I got $175 a day. So other than that, I got nothing. I just wanted to tell you that before you started to really insult. And spaghetti dinner. Titans. I don't want you to hurt Casey's feelings. And I ate no, dinner with Ryan Gosling. Sure. That's the whole goal. Here's the thing that I, I don't like about Remember the Titans. Okay. One, the comment where, where like Coach Yost is like, I don't want them to gain another yard in the first quarter. There's so much time left. There's so much time left. And if you're really concerned with, like, not gaining another yard, take out some of the white kids in the secondary. God, we're at 48 and playing quarterback. Number 48. When is the last number 48 you've seen do anything? That's one. Two, one of the weirdest moments ever when Sunshine comes off the, the field. He goes, Coach, I can't make that pitch. Hey, what I'm saying to you as my coach, here's a very simple thing. I need you to pump me up, give me some confidence. I'm going to go back out there. What does Denzel Washington do? Gives a horror story about his family dying all in one week. He was like, listen, when I was nine years old, I lost my entire family in one week. And he's like, I am talking about running the option, coach. That is all I was trying to talk about. It is so much, so much. But also, okay. This guy or this person, Joy, that's upset and thinking about this at practice, breaking down this entire segment, the, the part where he says, or she says, lost quote, it's not because you just quoted it, for one. I, I did not understand that. Wait, it's still there? Was it from Anonymous? Or like, are you just saying, are you just doing finger quotes? Because that's, I, I don't get it. There's um, a parenthetical in there. I don't know. Oh. I'm not going to Google that word right now. I don't know what that means. I'm a bad one. But... That being said, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a bit much. It was like everyone gets into fights at practice. And, it, and like as Joy would probably understand too, like the real concern here is not the fights in practice. It's the fact that when you had everything still in front of you to get the college football playoff last season uh, at the end of the year, you lost by 15 points to the worst team in the conference at Texas A&M for no reason. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh. You're treading on dangerous ground so, right now, Marla. So what kind of ice cream do you think LSU coaches got their players? So. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I used to work at Brewster's. I don't, I don't know if I have a good answer for this, though. Right. I want to say Rocky Road, but it seems just too punny and dad-like. And I don't know. That's a tough one. So I, I do have a question about this one for you guys. When's the last time you got in a fight? Third grade. Physically or emotionally? <laughs> Emotionally, you is every day. Right? Yes, very true. My inner demons uh, last Tuesday, last week. Yeah, like a fist fight. No, I haven't been. In, I've never been. I mean, I've had people swing on me, which is I know is not shocking, with just my general attitude towards people. But like, um, no yeah, one's ever connected to me in the face. You got shot. Bro. I think that's <laughs> shot. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> the more I hear you talk, the more I understand the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> you usually check out, much like my parents did a long time ago. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Marla, I'm, I'm with you. I think my last fight, I got in a fight with Dwight Savoy in first grade. That's my last one. But one of my favorite things my wife has ever said to me was, I can't believe you never get your ass kicked. And this is in the last five years uh, because I, I like the chip. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's also crazy that you survived that fight because I know how old you are. That was probably a duel, which is like pretty <laughs> crazy. You're still here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love you, Hoos. 
<laughs> I got kicked in the nuts by Mike Stango with work boots on when I was in third grade. <laughs> what? Why, Why was, was Mike Stango wearing work boots? <laughs> right? Right? In what third grade. Who, who buys themselves some Tims? In like Steel Toe? In nineteen eighty four, yeah, I, they felt like steel toe. I'll tell you what, I'm still scarred by it today. My wife <laughs> even makes those comments. Was he working down one. at the old grist mill after school? <laughs> yeah, it was Jersey. It was New Jersey. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That then, then you should answer your question with the Tim's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bought them on the corner, right outside of school. <laughs> All right, Marler, do you do a lot of player evaluations? No, <laughs> no. I, I always like the player value, especially like the NFL combine. You know, they measure like yeah. uh, hand size, arm length, all sorts of crazy mm. measurements. One thing I don't know if they what they if they measure is butt sag. And I don't know if this is a metric that's typically used among scouts. But there was a post on the Michigan board, a guy named. Bodog blog, he posted a picture of the Ohio State offensive line, particularly the offensive tackle, number 71. I think his name is Jimmy Simmons. And he says, over analysis time, but this is butt sag. I don't want butt sag on my starting left tackle. I do want it on Ohio State's Jimmy Simmons, number 71. So you can see the photo there. Um, how important is butt sag in a player, player evaluation? And I'm going to say something that is – gonna come off probably not the way you expected i don't think he's that far off with the butt sag comment i like i don't want to see that either but i also you want him to fill it out a little bit it's yeah like i mean listen if this is 2020 and god is gonna find right quarterback in the nickel then i want so to have a left tackle that doesn't have um you know underdeveloped glutes i'll it you know I, i think that that is a that is, it's a bad look. It's a, it, it looks very like 1990s offensive lineman. I just want to hear Mel Kuyper on like the draft analysis <laughs> and there's talking like, hey, this kid's got too much butt sag. Yeah. So I, yeah, honestly. Or I, I like the butt sag on this kid. <laughs> that, that, might send you, that might get you in jail, but I, I do think that that's, that's not a bad assessment. So uh, someone in the comments to this post who said you need to look for butt sag and fat ankles and i couldn't figure out if they were being serious or not but i'm i'm, I'm guessing you don't want fat ankles on an offensive lineman no one wants fat ankles in general that's how i know i'm having a good I, i'm not i'm barely making a joke when i say this but i'm having a good ankle day like i'm ready to take on the world like if, <laughs> if my ankles are hydrated and, and looking good like i am it's i will go out in public and feel very confident in myself so i did some uh some research on this one. I know you guys will be very surprised by this. You Googled butt um, sag or what? Yeah, well, I found I found an article that talked about different terminology for NFL scouts, like at the Combine. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a term for this, for butt sag. It's called, I'm not even trying to be funny, it's called wood toter's ass is what is what scouts call it. But my, my favorite lot. one, though, was, do you want to know what the term is for a, a big, flabby lineman? an unmade waterbed swear to god oh my dad had a waterbed that's a real thing yeah waterbeds are gross <laughs> really gross not if you can pay for them uh, <laughs> is he listening yeah <laughs> that's updating the group chat i know that so <laughs> 
All right, so we got two SEC fans in here, and Joy and Chris, right? You guys have already, you guys are already SEC fans. We got two potential SEC fans. Casey, I mean Casey, you might be an SEC fan sooner rather than later. Who's? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Allegedly, the second wave after FSU and Clemson, but who knows? But so there was a Florida State fan who apparently. Um, was able to locate an SEC fan application. Apparently that's something you have to apply for. Yeah. And so Joy and Chris, you guys must have already uh, filled this application out and been approved. So I just wanted to prep Casey and who's kind of a little bit for what they might be in for. Um, so, you know, I don't know how you guys want to do it. If you just want to answer the questions as I, as I say them or. I think that's a good way. So. Joy, you can um, go ahead and take this one. Cause I don't know. Really <laughs> badly. <laughs> So the first question, I didn't, we I didn't want... have to apply. We were grandfathered in. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well. yeah. All right. So you can answer the first question silently. The first one is just your last name. We, you guys don't need to do that. Second one's important, though. Your first name is either Billy Bob, Billy Joe, Billy Ray, Bobby Joe, Bobby Ray, or Bobby Lee. The next question is the name of your spouse. And this is where it gets good. Number four is your relationship to spouse. <laughs> Mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, cousin, or pet. Mm. <laughs> There's some pet issues? It's happening in state for sure. It's a real number, thing. Number five, the color of your teeth. Circle one. Yellow, <laughs> brown, yellow, <laughs> brown, or black and <laughs> number six the number of broken down cars in your yard that's that's fair <laughs> that part's fair seven the number of miles you live from a paved road and finally your occupation <laughs> farmer mechanic hairdresser unemployed <laughs> slash disabled i'm not sure how hairdresser made it as one of the options i do love that under unemployed slash disabled that's <laughs> pretty strong that's pretty strong and my whole family's from alabama and like okay joy do you want to start i don't want to i've already no go for it so, you have strong opinions so i feel like i should let you take the lead so my least favorite thing that happens in sec states is when i hear as like a bama fan and like my teeth are very white and I didn't go to an SEC school because I played baseball in college. I could have had academic money to go wherever I wanted to go, believe it or not. But when I hear someone from Arkansas say like, oh, you cousin, you're from Arkansas. If I hear someone from Mississippi State talk about obesity or being poor, Mississippi State, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, living in a little wet back back mirror of Alabama. It is... Those are the same states. They are inverse. So it is my least favorite. It's so dumb. Georgia, I, we had the Olympics. That was cool. But also Deliverance was filmed there. I, just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And if we're being honest, Tassie, it's like the actual name is Tallinnassie. And not for a cool reason. So that's how I feel about it. Joy, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's ironic that this is coming from a Florida State fan who, if their school was offered 
entrance into the SEC, they would literally jump with joy. So I find right. it really ironic because the second that an invitation is issued, should it be issued, you know the Florida State's jumping on that. So yeah. I just find it really rich and hysterical. That's I got a I true love. story to add. Can I just add a quick, quick aside? No, no, Casey, you pissed thing. me off earlier in the night. <laughs> so I woke up in Starkville, Mississippi yesterday. Why? Are you okay? Wow. <laughs> it sounds was like it, you went on a the sound of cowbells in, in your nightmares. <laughs> I have a bonus son low. that's a sophomore there. So, why didn't you save him? Is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> this application made me think that Virginia Tech might get an SEC invite after all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Blacksburg is like Starkville if it, if it had like a ROTC like part of the component <laughs> to it. That's like there's. I've I've been very vocal about this. I I like I would love to go to Charlottesville for the right reasons. Um and I would also like to say that like Blacksburg, I have zero desire to ever go to Blacksburg. Like I just You can come on this show every week. <laughs> okay. Well I don't think that most of the other hosts want me to do that, but I think that Yeah, I disagree. I, I know Joe, I can see it in your face. Um <laughs> but uh no, Blacksburg sounds awful. Like it's it sounds awful. But also like I'm pretty sure from what I've seen. The walk to the stadium is like unnecessarily long yeah. into this. No, I mean, I don't No wonder the intro to Inner Sandman is that long. Cause it's like you're taking a field trip to get over there. It's not as bad. I'm going to on Casey for a second just because he deserves it. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> moments, this was an ask, but one of my favorite moments in college football history was the 2013 Florida State Clemson game where they did like a night ABC primetime. And, and like I think Clemson was ranked ahead of him. I think it was like three versus five. And they were like, this is one of the coolest intros in all possible. And it is running down the stadium. But the efficiency of doing that entire intro is absurd because they come from one side of the stadium. They get on buses, go around the stadium, come to the other side, unload the buses, and then try to run down the hill, which only lasts 25 seconds, probably just like Dabba does with all the things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. So, but like they did it and they were like, this is one of the best moments in all of college football. And Chris Fowler is just up. And it's this whole five minute process where I don't even know how you fill all the words. And they run down the hill and then they lose 51 to 14. It was one of my favorite things in college football. It was so funny. So funny. Never coming back. <laughs> I know mean, what the fuck. Lamar Jackson and, and, and Deshaun Watson game that y'all should have lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, we moved. We moved the first down marker. Clearly, yeah. Um, yeah. The the coolest thing for me, anyway, was the next year they did the same thing, and it was Musburger, and he just laid out for five minutes, so they just showed it. So like they tried to hype it up the year before, and Clemson got their butts kicked, and then they yeah. did it, almost the exact same thing the next year, and Musburger just laid out, didn't say a was word. Was it against Georgia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, who's in Casey? Would you guys pass? I don't know if you have to pass with a hundred percent the test, but I mean. No, I go so by I was, Bobby Joe right now. Please, MBG for the future. It's it's funny you say that. I was gonna make a joke about if it's a UVA yeah. application, like what the names would be. And oh. so I went to the lacrosse team, Charlton. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go. These, these are all, and just thinking, oh, I wonder if they'll have some names on there that sound like UVA guys. And these are literally all guys in the lacrosse team. Preston. Connor, Gade, 
Connor, Kane, Cole, Tucker, Xander, Mac, Peyton, Griffin, Grayson, Gable, Burke, True. Xander, <laughs> right off. That is, I I like. Listen, it is Auburn's Auburn's current current. I was talking about this on the podcast last night, and I kind of up because I was talking to my co-host, and I go, I hate every single name in Auburn's quarterback room because it's Robbie, which is what the guy should have said. Bobby is not that bad, but if you have like a Bobby. Or an Ani, that that person's not being a CEO. I'll just say that, okay? <laughs> Lonnie, Ronnie, Donnie, Bobby, Ro- I mean, nobody with an O B D I E is getting a good job. <laughs> that said, I was like, it, it was Peyton, Robbie, and Holden, and I go, I go, what the f- kind of name is Holden? And my co-host, <laughs> one of my closest friends, Tyler Hutt, goes, you know, my son's name is Holden, right? And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> Hate that I missed all of his birthday so far. I'm sure I'm not going to be invited anymore. <laughs> all right, let's. We'll wrap this up with one last post. This is one I think y'all may have seen. This comes from the Georgia bo- board from a poster from a poster who calls himself NASCAR Dog. He had a couple of good ones last <laughs> week, Mr. NASCAR Dog. I don't know if you guys know him, but. The title of this post is, Have You Ever Barked at Someone in Church? I have. I don't understand why, <laughs> why rival fans think it's acceptable to enter a church in Georgia wearing opposing attire. When I was 12 years old, I repeatedly barked at a World War II veteran who volunteered to oversee the church's RAs, but he was an Auburn fan. He eventually, he eventually quit the post and left the church because of me. I heard, I heard he never, never set foot in a Southern Baptist church again. Yeah, he died. <laughs> World War II vet. Twenty twenty three NASCAR talk. Well, good riddance to him. Guy also couldn't build a properly weighted Pinewood Derby car. If his I wife just drove that myself. That's crazy. Sound like Dabo's brother right now. So, have you ever barked at someone in church? My mom's a pastor, which I know that none of the things that have come out of my mouth would make you. <laughs> that being said, what I hate most about this is that he was 12 and was barking at a World War II. Like, a Georgia fan barking at a World War II vet is pretty, Joy, hear me out here, poetically ironic, and here's why. They won the national championship in 1942 and the Heisman Trophy in the same year. I'm not sure if you're familiar with how timelines work or, or history, but the rest of the country was doing something much different that season. And that was fighting the Germans, not playing Georgia Tech in the second of November. So, <laughs> no, did Georgia not have respect for World War II? Not shocking. But also, that, that whole fan base, I've never seen more screen names, handles, whatever you want to call it, they're like, Kirby Visor Dynasty back to back. Suck it. Like, it is Dude, your name is James. Just say J Dog. Like, what are we doing right now? Oh, I, Georgia fans are something. But does it change your opinion to know that this guy couldn't build a properly weighted Pinewood Derby car? I mean, it seems like he kind of had it coming. Did, did any of you guys do the Pinewood Derby? It's like a Cub Scout yeah. or a, yeah, a Cub Scout thing, right? Oh, of course yeah. I did the Pinewood Derby. Yeah. This as a Bama fan, yeah. I actually never won it, but I retroactively claimed the title that I did several years <laughs> later. So 
Right, because the kid cheated. He added too much weights on the, onto his yeah. Pinewood Derby car, didn't he? Yeah. No, they were so paying one hundred eighty thousand dollars for their their pine pinewood derby. <laughs> it was probably named Holden too, wasn't he? Listen, <laughs> Holden is nuts. First off, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like Georgia. But like next time you're on the message boards or just on Twitter, just look at how many people are like Kirby's big old swinging. Like you're like, what is happening here? Like it is very weird. It's very weird. I hate it. I hate it. Like, MBG, do you remember your Pinewood Derby race? I remember mine for, for two reasons. The first one is mine was like a block of wood that would barely make it down the track. But the other reason I remember it is we had a degenerate kid. I only did Cub Scouts for one year. I remember we had this really bad kid who came up to me during the race and was like laughing his ass off. And I asked him why. And he said because he had a, a number 69 decal on the side of his car. <laughs> And I had to ask him why it was funny, and I was like traumatized. <laughs> you were traumatized by it. I you shouldn't know at eight. I <laughs> like eight years old. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I never finished too highly in the Pine Ridge, but I had a neighbor who had like a whole track, and he would like hold uh, workshops. You. Come you in serious? and teach you how to build Pinewood Derby cars, all the graphite, all the stuff you needed. Graphite? Like, you'd like melt the you'd like melt metal for the weight and then just kind of pour it in the bottom of the Pinewood Derby car. Wow. A serious all business. I remember about the Pinewood Derby was oh, that's I'm thinking of the soapbox derby. No, oh. Pinewood Derby is like little cars that you put on the hill and they like go down the track. But you have like a person in it. No, no, no. These are like little tiny cars. Like oh, so I'm thinking them. of the Pinewood Derby, not the soapbox yeah. derby. Okay, I remember our Pinewood Derby. The whole extent of it was, I'm going to take these weights they give you in the little thing, and I put them at the front because I saw cool runnings and I knew they hid weights at the front of my <laughs> And so I was like, "This is clearly how you do it." I painted like four Jamaican-looking dudes on the side of it, and I was like, "Here we go, we got this." And then I think I finished like six, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess I'll just go home and eat some ice cream." But just, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, callback. You and John Candy. That's a lot. I mean, he was dead again. <laughs> for World War II and John Candy. So, MBG, you don't, do you have to win the Pinewood Derby to be a Silver Beaver, or are those two separate things? No, those are those are completely separate things. You don't. That's not a requirement for the Silver Beaver. But <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> we don't. just learned last week that Silver Beaver is the highest honor in in Boy Scouts, right? That's not where I thought that was going. And my yeah, I, was rest, so I yeah, we didn't talk about this. It's kind of a disappointing punchline, uh, yeah, admittedly. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I'm uncomfortable, which is tough to do. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I brought for us today, fellas. Enjoy. All right. That's good. I feel like I feel like in Forrest Gump. Have you guys seen Forrest Gump? Obviously. Yeah. Because I know you play football with them. Um, so uh, <laughs> I feel like in Forrest Gump when he like, he's like, sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> like I came here. I had so many high hopes for what this is going to be. And I enjoyed myself a lot. But I can tell mainly from Joy's face that there is no joy that I brought some of you. <laughs> and, uh, honestly, we, we make look- Joy have that reaction every week. So this is, yeah. Yeah, yeah you joy, just did it quicker than we did. New. Yeah, this is nothing new. But we love having you on. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Tell us great, where man. the people can find you. Speak so... for yourself, MBG. We did not all love having him on. Okay, first off, Joy, I can hear what you're saying. 
<laughs> so Saturday Football and Censors, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It is Vern Funquist. Um, and then in November. Heavy on the uncentered. Well, yeah, that's very fair. November, you can actually find I will be in Tuscaloosa the very first week. Um, I'm not in a show, commentary like that. I will be watching Alabama beat LSU for the 10th time in 12 years, like they do every single fucking year. So I hope you're there. We should have a, we should have a blast. Like you did last year? No, no, that was one of the two times they didn't. Like you did at Brian Kelly's first year. That'll do it for this week's episode of MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. We'll be right back.